Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Hey everyone, we are live at JA Recipe for Success here in my kitchen. I'm your host, Lori Salarulo, and I'm the President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. And I am so thrilled today to have the guest that we have for you. Um, as you know, this show is all about bringing you leaders and entrepreneurs who talk about, right, that, that journey of success and leadership and the ingredients that help make them and their company successful. And today's guests are pretty special. Um, if you recall last week, we had one of our other JA Fellows teams who not only uh, placed in the top three here locally for company of the year, but also went to national competition. Uh, well, today I am thrilled to welcome our team who also placed in the top three here locally and also went to national competition. So please help me welcome the team from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Good Sense. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Hello. How are you today? Are you enjoying your summer? You're off to the summer. Very odd summer, but I'm still enjoying it. <laughs> yes, it is an odd summer. You're exactly right. Um, and, I, and I know that your experience with JA Fellows this year, um, at least you got the beginning of the year to experience it under normal circumstances. And then um, you got to understand how CEOs like me and leaders like me are trying to lead their companies through times like this. And that experience is going to take you a really long way. But what I'd love to do first for our audience is for each of you to introduce yourself, tell us what year you're in and what your your position was within the Good Sense company. Mandy, let's start with you. Hi, I'm Mandy. I was the VP of marketing. I'm a rising freshman going to Elon University in the fall. Awesome. Marketing, so important. You guys just met Chris on the call and you got to tell the story, right, Mandy? Exactly. We'll talk a little bit about that. Rachel. Hi, guys. My name is Rachel and I am a rising freshman going to the University of North Florida studying biology. And I was the vice president of sales for Good Sense. Mm, the other really important thing. Oh, we're all salespeople. Did, did you all learn that? Yes. Yeah, I'll bet you did. How about you, Hunter? Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Hunter Dorman. I'm a rising freshman going to the University of Central Florida, and I was the president of Good Sense. Congratulations. Thank you. Tough job. We'll talk yes, a little bit about that. Zoe. Hi, my name is Zoe Morris. I'm a freshman at UNF, and this year I was VP of Finance. Uh, that's where I started my career, so... Um, and that financial background, by the way, will really serve you well, no matter what position you go into, because if you can understand budgets, cost analysis, and all of that, you all are a, a way ahead of the game uh, than most people. So for those of our guests who have 
did not, and never heard of Good Sense. Um, they, I hope they've heard about JA Fellows, our entrepreneurship program, where teams of uh, high school students like you uh, figure out a need, right, and, or a gap in the market, uh, create a product or a service, and then go out and create your company and run your company. So maybe, Hunter, could you tell us a little bit about Good Sense? Because, you know, one might think it has to do with money, um, but I don't think it does. So Good Sense is a company that sells a portable air freshener, which uses essential oils to create Good Sense. Um, we wanted to create an air freshener that didn't need like an electrical output or any sort of battery attached to it so that you could truly take it with you anywhere. And we also wanted to have a, a pleasant scent go with you without the use of like, you know, chemicals or stuff that could be potentially bad for you or bad for other people who have allergens. So we created a portable air freshener that you could put in your car or your office or your desk space or anything like that. And you just put a few drops of our custom blended essential oil and it automatically diffuses it into that area. Mm. Yeah, I think we tried to buy some products uh, to send to some of our supporters of the program. And I heard you were all sold out. Unfortunately, yes. And it's very hard to resupply with everything going on right now. Yeah. So Rachel, um, being sold out as, uh, as the VP of sales, uh, that must be a great feeling for you. It was, it was actually really convenient because we sold out at the event, right? So we had events planned and then a lot of them got canceled because of COVID-19. So we sold out at that last event that we were at, but we didn't know at the time it would be our last event. So going forward, um, to, we still had tons of essential oils left. So we ended up doing things um, like different sales strategies to sell the essential oils in bundles. And we did contests online to get them out and things like that. Awesome. So, you know, this, this is not always running a company it is, as I'm sure you learned, not always uh, as easy as it looks, right? When we're employees, we think the bosses, oh, they don't know what they're doing or why are they doing things that way? But when you have the chance to run it, right, you understand sometimes some of the challenges um, of running that, those companies. So um, talk a little bit, and any of you can jump in on this, talk a little bit about maybe some of the challenges, especially early on, that were obstacles that you might have faced and how you overcame those. Because you obviously did an amazing job of overcoming, right, whatever challenges and things that you had to navigate because you went on to win locally and uh, went to nationals. So share a little bit about some of the issues that you came across. So one of the, oh, go ahead, Rachel, I'm sorry. So um, one of the first issues for sales, at least, was that the products that we had originally gotten from the manufacturer said that it would be magnetic. So we took incredible advantage of that, thinking that the product was going to be magnetic, and we made a whole, a whole um, thing for sale. A whole, I'm breaking down the word. A whole story, a whole pitch. A whole sales pitch just for a magnetic device. Um, and we said how you can put it onto your desk lamp because it's magnetic, and a fridge, or anywhere. 
And then we got the product and it wasn't magnetic and we had a sales event in a couple of days. So we had to sit there and redo our whole entire sales pitch and sales everything because of this different product that we got. So we call that today and everybody's doing a lot of it. We call that pivoting, right? When you think you're going to do something one way, something happens in the world or in your company uh, or with the product. And all of a sudden you find yourself having to pivot. And so you all came up with a new idea and, and pivoted. I love it. Hunter, you were going to add to that as well. I was going to say that exact same thing, you know, it, and it wasn't just our sales approach. We had already pre-marketed our products before we had actually gotten them from what the manufacturer had portrayed to us. And we had to completely uh, remodel our marketing strategies and such based off of the product that we actually got. Uh, it's, it's easy to say that most of our issues that we had while during this amazing experience was from just supply chain. It was very... We learned a lot of lessons from it, but it was very hard to get through it. Yeah. And so the supply chain um, challenges, were those before COVID as well? They were. Yes, they were before COVID. In addition to COVID being one of them, uh, they were before COVID with us things such as uh, the samples we ordered taking over a month to get to us. Mm. So if if we had waited fully for the month, then we would have gotten such a late start and would not have been nearly as successful as we were. Uh, the misportrayal of the original product, many things led to our supply chain issues. All right. How about, so um, Zoe, from a financial perspective, what did that do to your budget and your cost analysis? Did, did that change things financially for the company? I think it didn't really change too much financially. We were still kind of on the same path. It just delayed us slightly which isn't really great for sales you know the longer you don't have a product to sell the less you actually sell in the end but we still did actually very well and we were able to close out our um portfolio awesome awesome so talk a little bit maybe mandy about the story right i heard you had to pivot a little bit um and so what was the what was the, the, the unique selling proposition, right, for your company and for your product? So our product was unique because we made our own essential oil blend with um, different citrus scents in it to make it unique. And then we are also able to be different because our rock was able to last for three to four days without refilling it with essential oils. So we were really able to get um, a long time through the essential oils. Some essential oils you have to hit on every single day. This one lasted for three to four days. So that made it unique. So, you know, one of the things that I think is hardest uh, for CEOs and leaders is the company, the culture, right? The employees. Um, and, and I know from being involved with JA now for five years and being here and in this program, now, one of the things that teams struggle with often is how to get everyone, right, doing their jobs, making sure they follow through, and even sometimes coming to consensus about what the product should be, right, and what the company should be. Um, Hunter, talk a little bit about that. Did you all face any of that at the beginning? At the beginning, 
we definitely as as a company were more unified as a all we all operated under one singular just like group but then as we developed we slowly split into each department so each employee would be responsible for just like you know if they were placed in sales for sales practices and if they're placed in finance for finance practices which really helped because as the president i know since i had to kind of like go into each department you really do need to change your mindset from like if you're in sales to then if you go to finance so what we saw that when we put our employees into specific departments that they were able to not only come up with better ideas or practices but they're able to do it faster and more consistently I like that. I like that. So everybody kind of found their their niche, their specialty. Right. right? We, we yeah. So so did you deal with at all with accountability? Was everybody um, were they really diligent about doing their jobs and and doing it? You know, when you needed it to be done in order for the company to be successful, how did you all manage each other? Right, and work together. To, to help each other to, through those times? Or you know, how did you deal with it? When Did you ever have a team member that wasn't pulling their weight? There was definitely some accountability there, but most of our employees, their drive not only came from, I know this company had, is full of amazing students, but you know things like with supply chain, like we said, like having all of our product come in we knew as a company that if it came messed up like we know who to blame unfortunately like we know whose fault that is so that served as like a oh like i don't want to mess up so i better get this done i better do it right so that not <laughs> everyone else looks at me poorly learning from others mistakes a little competition yes. there too i hear right yes yes so let's hear from from our young ladies in the group what what was your perspective as far as culture right how did you help to contribute to a positive culture in your company it was definitely important to keep a positive attitude throughout everything because we did have struggles from literally day one um and we we had to go into depth and and learn the ins and outs of truly working as a team because there were true consequences. And that's what I found throughout this whole experience, how it's so different than being on a school sports team or any other kind of team. These consequences are real. If you forget to order something, it's not gonna be here and that's bad because that then sets off a whole domino effect of we don't have things for events, we don't have things for future sales. So I think that being, Keeping a positive attitude while making sure that things get done was something that was crucial to the success of this company. I love that. That's really good. How about Mandy or Zoe? What I, did you do to contribute? I also think it was really important to listen to everyone's opinion because everyone, everyone's opinion was valued in the company. So I, if someone had an idea, we listened to it. And maybe that wasn't the perfect idea. But from that idea sparked another idea and we were able to all come together. Yeah, that's what we call that brainstorming. One person gets us started with an idea and we say, well, there's, there's some good stuff in there. Now, how do we perfect it, right? And it gets everybody starting to think. So I love to brainstorm. I love that process. Zoe, how about you? 
So I think that my experience with Junior Achievement was definitely one in teamwork. I definitely got to work closer with my group because my group was a bit smaller than the others. So I had a couple of close teammates that helped me prepare the financial books and record all of our sales logs after a sales event. And it was really important that we kept our books in order while we were selling so that we didn't get out of hand and lose inventory. And she also really helped me with preparing the paper. And that was a huge part of her competition, comparing the competition paper. Yeah, so I know that you all have um, an amazing teacher um, who I think is probably our best ever in the program um, and also some pretty good mentors. Talk about the importance of having them to guide you and to help you. Hunter? It's so incredibly important. They have been helping us from the beginning, from the get-go, and all of them come from different backgrounds, so they all are really, they all have expertise in specific fields within running a business. And I can say, and these three girls can say, and people in our class can say, we definitely had ideas that they, and they would say, that may not be the best idea to do you know that may not be the best for your company and you know we were frustrated we thought it was the best idea in the world but in the end when we followed through with what they with the advice and they gave they gave us we knew that they were right we knew that they they gave us great mentorship and leadership in helping us with this yeah and and they brought their experience to you all um yeah and so that you would so to help you not make the mistakes right if they could avoid it so yeah, I think the mentorship is so important. And by the way, I hope that all of you continue to have mentors in your life for that exact reason, Hunter, right? They've been they've been down the road before us. Uh, even mm -hmm. me, somebody who's, who's older, I still have mentors who have been there and done that so that they can help me and guide me along the way. So tell me, um, what was one of the most exciting moments of this? Share one of the most exciting moments of this. I think one of the most exciting moments was after our first sales event, seeing that our product could sell, having our product and having members of our team there to sell the product, it felt like everything came together after some of our struggles. Yeah, that feels really good, doesn't it? Was there any other moment for anyone else? How about maybe when you uh, placed in the local competition or got selected to go to nationals? That was such an experience. I remember watching the live stream and I was, I was, you know, I was incredibly nervous, even though I've spent four years of my high school, like competing all four years with different clubs and aspects of high school. But this still is probably the most nervous that I felt, but just hearing good sense pop up at the end of it, not only like, you know, immediately got rid of all that anxiety, but it, was like immediate payoff for all the hard work that you know the whole team did and the whole company did to get the whole comp to get the company to that point to be able to compete. It was like great gratification. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? You have to take time to celebrate that those yeah. rewards uh, sometimes. So I hope that you all did. So you, you, a couple of you have mentioned that this was a little different. Somebody compared it to sports. You just compared it to you've been competing for four years. 
tell me why this experience with JA was different for you and what, what was, you know, I always ask all of our guests and, and you all, by the way, and I'm, I'm going to read some of the back have mentioned some really great ingredients to success, right? You talk about pivoting, making sure that you're telling your story and what is your unique selling proposition, right? Being unified as a company, teamwork, um, helping people to change their mindset, having a team that's driven, right? You mentioned that as well. Um, a positive attitude, understanding that there are real consequences when we don't follow through and it affects the whole team. Um, giving everyone a voice for their ideas, um, and of course, having mentors. Those are some amazing ingredients, right, to success. Tell me, what is your, what was the main ingredient? What was the main thing that you walked away from this program with? I hear some shadows in there. I don't know. Chris is still on the line. Maybe he can um, check out that noise, but Tell me your main ingredient and what was the most important thing you got from this program? Rachel. So for me, um, I definitely, it's important that you work hard, even when no one's going to be there applauding you for it. Um, and that's, that's something that I kind of learned through this because this was a lot of, of hard, hard work and sometimes it's going to be really late and you're going to be like on your laptop I mean Hunter can tell you because um and one of our other team members Priscilla she's the VP of supply chain and they can tell you they were up really late on the phone with different manufacturing companies and just giving their all to this company um and it, it's not the same if you win you don't work as hard for it it's this it's so much better when when you really put all you have into something and then you win and it's that that feeling of being rewarded um and it's so different again because of that domino effect i mean everything has such a real consequence to it so did this program leave um a lasting mark for you was this something that you are um grateful that you did would you advise other young high school students to do this program? Definitely. 100%. 100%. I'm glad to hear that. Zoe, how about you? What was the main ingredient? What did you take away from this, the most important thing? I think that the main thing I took away is that you have to share the load. You can't finish every task completely by yourself. And as much as you try, it's not going to work out. And I had some great teammates who helped share responsibilities with writing the paper and recording our financial tr transactions. That's a really great lesson. You know, it's interesting. We did a, a woman's seminar just recently. And one of the things we talked about is how hard it is sometimes for adults, uh, especially strong people, right? Who think they can, they can do it um, to ask for help. So learning that lesson early on, really, really important. And I think it's going to help you in the long run. So, that's a great one. Mandy, how about you? To me, it's never giving up. Like throughout the way, you expect there to be obstacles, but you don't know which ones are going to come up. We knew that our company would never run perfectly. We were going to hit some bumps along the way, but it was really important to always continue and to not give up. Yeah, that's a really good one too. I love that. Hunter, how about you? For me, it has to be communication between everyone. 
similar to what Rachel said, like this is a very large group that we're working with with this company and the amount of employees we have in it. It's not what we're as high school students, not what we're used to with groups of like three, four or five students working together on something. Like we had 34 students working with us on this. So communicating with everyone and, you know, letting each other know like where we're at with certain tasks or what we think that we should start implementing was a huge part of like how successful we were because we understood where each department was at and our specific timeline as a company and where we're going to be at tomorrow and where we're going to be at in a week and where we're going to be at in a month. We wouldn't have been able to do any of that if we didn't communicate effectively. Yeah, that's a really important one. Um, and one that companies often struggle with, right? When there isn't good communication um, through all the way through, right? It's easy mm -hmm. to communicate with the first level, but then getting it all the way down to everyone in the company is, is the tough part sometimes. Right. Uh, I think, you know, I, I hope that you all are so proud of what you've accomplished, what you've learned. I hope that it takes you far into the future. I'm not sure that anyone has the desire to maybe eventually become, go into business or go into entrepreneurship. Um, but I think and I hope that this experience takes you um, well. And, and you absolutely have an edge on somebody, I think, who, who hasn't had this experience. But the, the, the accomplishment of making it to the national competition where there's over, I think it was something like over 600 teams across the nation and they select 15 to go to nationals and to be one of those 15 companies, uh, you all should really pat yourselves on the back because we are so proud of you. Um, and I hope that you are so proud of yourselves as well for that. We are, I am, I am, I know I'm proud of these officers and the employees and especially the mentors we had because none of it would have been possible without any of them. Yeah, I, I agree. And I know how proud your mentors are, Mr. Albert, Mr. Campbell, um, great people, and you're very fortunate to, to have had them. And I'm sure if you call them when you're at college for some advice, they'll still be there for you. And so will J.A. Um, so just remember, we're always here. Come back and visit us. Be an ambassador when you're home from school. Uh, we wish you all the best of luck. So proud of you. I, I, I have to tell you, I love this program. Because when we watch you all at the very beginning, right, back in September, October, when you're at the retreat, and then when you do your first pitch to the judges, to the sharks, right, and then we see you at the end and you do your pitches in the competitions, it's like, is that really the same team? So we know how much you've grown, and it's been our pleasure to watch you. So thank you for being a part of JA. You will always be part of our family. Thank you. Thank you to Jay for the experience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks, everyone. Thank you all. And thanks, everyone, for watching. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Jay's Recipe for Success. Let's get cooking.